Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. And and as we're listening and looking at the story of Nehemiah, we're also watching for what God is saying to us as we prepare to move forward and we prepare to start rebuilding from this, this challenging season, this difficult season, and a season of uncertainty into what God has next. The section of Nehemiah that we're looking at today is really a a turning point in the whole story. It's the time where we shift from uh, a place of of visioning and dreaming and praying to where action actually starts to take place. The rebuilding actually begins. Now, remember that Nehemiah and the, the remnant of the people of Israel had spent decades in exile. For years, they've been living as a people that, that were conquered, who felt, uh, felt loss. And even though they were allowed to return to Jerusalem now, they were now, in a sense, living in this constant reminder of loss. Because even though they were back in Jerusalem, they were living among the rubble of what used to be. Everywhere they looked around them reminded them of this loss. And many of them were probably old enough that they would have remembered the former glory of Jerusalem. They would have remembered what the walls used to look like. How beautiful a city it was. They would have remembered how the temple was. The, the glory of that old temple. And, and yet, now where they were living, their current reality was this, 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 this mass of, of ruin. This mass of loss all around them. And so Nehemiah returns with the king's permission, with the king's resources... And he does a quick survey of of what needs to be done. And then he says the words that would begin to change the situation. The words, let's start rebuilding. And so it was a significant transition for the people at this this point. Where they began to actually move. They actually began to put, put feet to moving from loss into rebuilding. It's actually a similar journey to the one that we take when we move from a place of loss, where we move from a place of, uh, of difficulty to, to thinking about what, what recovery looks like. It's a journey of, of recovery that we move into. We've had a, a difficult couple of years, just, just the pandemic alone, let alone the other changes that, that you've gone through as a church. And I think some of us might find it hard to, to think about what it looks like to move forward. We might have a challenging time thinking about what can the future look like when our current reality is, is still so much uncertainty, so much change. And so there's, there's this journey of, of getting past this, this place where we're at right now. Going through so much change and, and having so much transition can, can leave us in a place of exhaustion. And I think just personally, just the pandemic by itself, we have suffered through so much change, so much isolation, uh, the regular patterns of our lives have, have been disrupted, we haven't been able to do the things that we've wanted to do, and it wears on us. It gets exhausting. 
even though some are, for some of us, maybe our, our work patterns have, have actually slowed down a little bit, and that can be a good thing, it feels like the effort that we put into it still drains us and makes us exhausted. And all that takes a toll. And so I want you to just recognize that as we begin, and, and recognize that as we think about what moving forward looks like, it, it can be easier said than done. It could be easier say, to say, okay, it's time to start rebuilding. It's time to start moving. Let's, let's move forward. It's not just as simple as that. And I think the first thing we need to do is to, is to look around us and survey what is lost. And we've talked about it a little bit. Just surveying the rubble, re- recognizing it, acknowledging it. But then not staying in that place of deciding to, to move forward with a sense of hope and optimism and trusting that God has something better for us ahead. And so I encourage you to, to not underplay that, to not downplay that, that loss, to, to have a serious look at what has been lost, to acknowledge that. But then to come to the place where we say, okay, it's time to start rebuilding. Because something powerful happens when we set our hearts towards moving to that new thing and we start to take the first steps, the first practical steps towards moving on. So when those words, let us start rebuilding from Nehemiah, comes a shift from from just looking forward to actually starting to move forward, to making changes, to rebuilding. It's a shift from from living as a consumer to to becoming a co-builder. It's a shift from being a, a a spectator to becoming a participant in it because it moves us from from just looking into a place of action. Well, we see in the section that we're looking at today of what those first steps look like. And I think as we look at it, there's some some principles that we can look at that, that will help us as we start to think about moving forward as well. The first thing is that we can begin to to move forward and rebuild when we're united in purpose. And uh, thank you today for that, that great uh, kids' time this morning, a great illustration of what, what teamwork looks like, because this is so important for us. It's important for us to be united behind uh, a common purpose and acknowledging what we're to be about. It's so easy, especially right now, for us to be divided. There's so much for us to be divided about. And we can have different opinions. We can think differently from each other on certain things, But when it comes to rebuilding and moving forward, we need to be united around what's important and focus our attention on on God's call to us. Focus our attention on Jesus. That's what really unites us. We can be different and we are different. But our unity isn't based on those differences. That unity isn't based on our, our different opinions on things. Our unity is based on Jesus. And so as we are united in our focus, and united in our, in our purpose, we can begin to take the first steps towards rebuilding. Even though the people of Israel were living in this place of loss, and they were living with this constant reminder of their loss around them in, in terms of the, the broken walls and the broken buildings, that also had the power to unite them because it, it helped them to visualize what the task was. While it was a constant reminder of what was lost, it was also a constant reminder of what they needed to do. 
of what the goal was as they, they rebuilt and they began to be able to, be able to think about what it, things looked like going forward. And it helped them to be able to again, again use their imaginations and again dream about what the future could look like. When tragedy comes, whether it happens quickly in just a moment or whether it, it happens over a, a period of time, it can leave us in a place of, of being stuck. It can leave us in a place of being stuck inside of ourselves and not being able to see beyond that loss. And so Nehemiah helps them to acknowledge that, but then calls them together, unites them, and, and focuses their attention on, on what the task was now, what the purpose was, when he says those words, let's rebuild. I mean, on the surface for them, it was a simple bricks-and-mortar project. I mean, not, a, not a small project, a, a massive project, but simply bricks and mortar. They were rebuilding walls. They were rebuilding the city gates all around them. And so not a difficult thing to imagine in some ways. But the deeper call, I think, with, that within them, that what they were called to was to, to focus on what they were to be about as a people. I mean, the city of Jerusalem was the place where, where God gathered his people. The city of Jerusalem really was a, an earthly symbol of, uh, of God's kingdom in heaven. It was the place where God literally met with his people. The temple that was there that was no longer uh, together but they would rebuild was the place where symbolically God met with his people. It was the symbolic of the presence of God. And so while in, in one sense it was just a bricks and mortar, rebuilding walls, rebuilding gates... In some ways, in a deeper sense, it was a rebuilding of their identity as the people of God. It was a rebuilding of, of their testimony to the world of who God is, of who they were as a people that, that followed God and worshipped God. It was a restoration of, of the story of God's greatness and God's glory in the world. And so when they were working on walls... They weren't just working on walls. They were working on restoring God's glory and telling God's story in the world. We think about how the prophets before that actually had prophesied that, yes, Jerusalem would be destroyed, but it would be rebuilt and something greater would come. And, of course, we know that took place in Jesus. Jesus even said that about himself. He said, this temple will be destroyed and in three days raised again. He was talking about himself. He became the presence of God. He was Emmanuel, God with us. Where we no longer needed to go to a, a specific place at a specific time to meet with God, that through Jesus we could go and be with God and be united with God. And so as we emerge from this, this challenging time, the, the focus needs to be on Jesus. It needs to be on, on the presence of God. So what does it mean for us as, as a people? What does it mean for us as, as a local church in this community to be about God's business? To be focused and centered on Jesus? It's an opportunity for us to be reminded of that. Reminded of what our purpose is. Of why we're here. We are here together because God has gathered us as a people but we're here also for a purpose, to tell God's story in this world. To bring the good news of Jesus. The hope that we can have in Jesus. The life that we, we have in Jesus. As we think about moving out of this, this pandemic place and think about what life as a church looks like going forward, 
The reminder is that we're united around this common purpose, and it's about following Jesus. And it's about telling the story of Jesus. With so much to divide us, with so much differing opinion in the best of times, let alone in these pandemic times right now with, with freedom rallies and everything else, regardless of where you stand on the issue, we need to know that we can disagree on things, that we can hold differing opinions, but we need to look to Jesus to be the source of our unity, to rally around Jesus, to center on Jesus. And then we can begin to move forward. We can begin to rebuild on that, that foundation. The second thing we see in this passage is that we can start to rebuild and we can start to move forward when everyone plays a part. Now, we're looking at Nehemiah chapter 3 today. The more observant of you will notice that in some of the information it said Nehemiah 2 and uh, I completely exonerate Taylor for that. That was my mistake. I didn't change the, uh, the schedule. But we are going to look at chapter 3 today. I'm not going to read it. Um, but if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. You can look at it. You can just kind of scan it. Or you have your Bible app, you can do that too. Because what we really see, it, it's a bit of a, a dry report in some ways of, of you know, this person led the, the reconstruction of this part of the wall, and then this other person did this, and it's a whole list of names of who did what. And so we don't need to necessarily read that. But we need, do need to notice that it began with a vision that was led by Nehemiah, but then we needed all these different people. And really, it's a, just that by itself, when you start to think about the idea of rebuilding the walls, was, was a beautiful symbol of unity. I mean, the, the walls encircled the city. When we have weddings, a lot of times people will exchange rings. And, and sometimes the minister will talk about how the ring is a symbol of unity, that, that perfect sphere with no end. And in some ways, the city walls were that too. They were a perfect, a perfect round. They surrounded. And so as the people began to do their part in different parts of the walls and rebuild around, it was a symbol of them working together in, in this unity to rebuild what God was, was calling them to be. And so chapter 3 is, is an account kind of how this was organized. So it's not all that important for us to, to know that the fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassanah and Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Hakaz, repaired the next section. And next to him, Meshullam, son of Bechariah, son of Meshebeth, I can't even say that one, made repairs. And next to him, Zadok, son of Bana, also made repairs. It's not important necessarily who did what, but I think the, the lesson that we see in there is that they were working together. Each person had their part. Each, each group had a part to play. What is important is, is this testimony of what can be accomplished when we unite around a purpose and we all pitch in and begin to work together, work side by side. As you scan through that section, if you're looking at it, you can see a, a list of the people that were involved. We see priests, we see rulers, we see goldsmiths, merchants, and various kinds of leaders, and then countless other people with different skills and backgrounds, some that aren't even mentioned. They're all working together. And we're seeing that the beauty of this, this unity of everyone working together, of doing their part. 
having different parts to play, even though they have different skills. I also like the, the phrase that is used over and over again. It says, next to him or next to them, and after him or after them. It's this, this, this image of, of working side by side. They were working together. These people had their job to do, but they were right beside these people who were doing their job. And they were right beside these people who were doing their job. And as, as they all did their jobs and they all worked together side by side, shoulder to shoulder, the work began to, to be accomplished. It began to take shape. And it's a reminder to us of the power of, of working together, of being united around that purpose, but then, but then all of us putting our shoulders to the, to the work, working at it. And the truth, I think the important reminder for us in, in this is that, that no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. We are all gifted in different ways. Not one of us can do all the different kinds of work, but all of us can do something to contribute together. If we were doing a renovation in this building, I wouldn't be much good. I could show up and I could carry some lumber around or just lift heavy things maybe. You wouldn't want to put a hammer in my hand or a, a saw in my hand. That wouldn't be good. But we, have, we all have skills. We all have abilities. And so the, the people that are skilled to lead, we need to let them lead. The people that are skilled to do, do other things, we need to let them do that thing. But we need each other, and we need all of us to be committed to the work. We need all of us to, to uh, give what we have. You know, the book of Romans 12, verse 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to God, others, God's many kinds of blessings. In Ephesians 4, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So Christ gave himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. We all have gifts and abilities, and we all are needed. We need each other. It's very easy, I think, for us to, to, to think of ourselves more lowly than we probably should. And think, you know, I don't have any great skills or any great gifts. And, and to downplay ourselves. But, but God has given all of us gifts. He's given us abilities. He's given us talents. And he's given them to us so that we can use them for each other. We can work together with each other. Because everyone has something to give. None of us can do everything. But everyone can do something. So as we begin to think about rebuilding and restoring and, and, and moving forward, let's remember that it begins with focusing on Jesus. And then using what we have. Who has gifts to contribute? Who has things that they can give to the rebuilding? The answer is every one of us. Each one. We've been given that power. And we're made not to just be spectators. We're made not to just be um, consumers, but we're made to be contributors. We're made to be participants. We need each other to be active and working together side by side, shoulder to shoulder. 
The last thing I'll say on this this morning that is a bit of a, a preview to what I'll talk about next time is that as we begin to put steps forward, as we begin to put action steps into this rebuilding, that we will experience opposition. Sometimes that opposition will happen from, from outside of us. And uh, back in chapter 2, verse 19, we, we start to see the beginnings of some, some opposition. There were people that weren't happy when the people came back to Jerusalem to begin to rebuild. Some surrounding nations weren't happy about that. And so we'll see their opposition. But in this chapter, if you glance over to verse 5, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, next there were people from Tekoa, though their leaders refused to work with the construction supervisors. Sometimes there can be opposition from within. Sometimes as we begin to move forward, not everybody is in the same place and not everybody is ready to, to move forward together in the same way. And so again, it's, it's easy to talk about moving forward, but it's not necessarily all sunshine and rainbows either. We need to work at this unity. We need to work at this commonality of purpose. It takes time. And you know what? I'm sure that if, if we had given the kids another five minutes, ten minutes to practice, to work together, to, to keep getting it, they would have gotten that ball up off the ground. Sometimes unity is that way. It doesn't happen by magic. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens as we choose it, and it happens as we work at it as we choose to focus on those things that we have in common, as we choose to live our unity out because of Jesus and choose not to let those things that are outside, those things that might divide us, to separate us. Because we know we do have an enemy, and that enemy does not want us to be united. He wants us to be separated. He wants to disrupt the unity he wants us to, to think that because I, I'm different or I think differently or I have a different opinion from the person sitting next to me or from the person on the other side of the room to the church that's down the street that we're not united. But our unity doesn't, isn't based on those things. Our unity is based on our following of Jesus. So let's choose to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. I think that's where I'll leave it for today. As we come back next time, we'll begin to see what that, that opposition looks like and talk about how we overcome opposition. But for now, let's just be reminded that, that as we are beginning these, these rebuilding steps, moving forward to what's next, that everyone has a part to play and that, that this idea of choosing unity Choosing to be unified of purpose, unified around Jesus, is so important. And as we do that, and as we choose to work side by side, shoulder to shoulder, that God blesses that. That God is there in that place as we choose Him and as we choose unity and as we work hard together. Let's pray. God, we again thank you for this story of Nehemiah. And we thank you for how, what you're showing us about, about being united. What you're showing us about working together. And what you're showing us about some of the challenges that come with that. God, as we start to think about moving forward, 
as we think about next steps, and as we recognize that, that right now we're not where we want to be, God, help us to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, to center ourselves on you, Jesus, and to be united around you. And God, help each one of us to, to choose to work with each other, to put in the effort, to be participants, to be contributors, because we need each one. Help us to do that and help us to be encouraged as we, we see things happen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.